This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 9th of November 2022. And coming up today, more talk on Mastodon and lots more of your feedback. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yeah, hello, and he's back again, Sean Priest. Hello, how do Well, no, no, it sounded like you took a, a deep breath there before you said, how are you? Like, oh, yeah, he's still here. Yes, I'm still here. I'm feeling even better. I feel great, and I'm not going anywhere. Hello, Stephen Scott. Oh, well, I, I'm so pleased to hear that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, it is great to have you here, despite what everyone says. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so sorry. No, <laughs> you know, you're feeling, it's funny, right? I feel this with my wife as well. Sometimes when she's ill, uh, yes. you feel fine, right? You feel, you're looking after her, you're doing what you need to do, you're making sure she's mm-hmm. getting lots of cups of tea, oh, uh, she's, she's doing fine. Exactly. All the good stuff, right? Um, and that's, I think, the absolute bare minimum. But anyway, <laughs> so that's fine. And um, then, you know, she gets better and she starts to feel better. And then suddenly you feel unwell. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, that, and this is what's happening here. You as my work wife. Yes. Um, we're having the same problem here. So suddenly, you know. You... <laughs> Can I just say that's an unofficial title? <laughs> I'm not putting that on my CV. <laughs> well, I will say that, you know, my as my work wife. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I don't know. I've, I feel tired. I feel very tired. I think it. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's Elon Musk that's causing this. Well, I was going to say, funnily enough, because I always see you tweeting at like 3 a.m. I don't know what's the matter with you. You've gone Twitter tweet crazy. It's kind of weird, isn't it, that, you know, Twitter itself has caused me to become a tweeter. Very active. It's better than being a tutor. I I don't think we've we've commented on the the toot term. Toots and boosts. That's the... So tooting is, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of like that, if I'm honest. So something, you know, I snigger, I feel a little bit like, you know, yes. Bart Simpson when I say that, you know, Absolutely. Beans, beans and Musical Fruit and all that. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, well I do, done. I do like, uh, you know, this whole tooting thing. I've just, uh, Sean, I've just tooted you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I shall toot you back. Oh, no, I hate I it. Hope you, I hope you boost that because boost is retweet. See, that's the thing. Oh, I can't learn new things. Know, I'm too it. old. This is like commands, isn't it? It's like commands for applications. You've got to go yeah. learn new stuff. Come on. Uh, anyway, what's, what's, your, what's your news on Mastodon? Well, why do you want to talk about it? I mean, we've masticated oh, on Mastodon well quite enough, I think. It, it's, it's Oh, right. We've done one show on it, and that's it. Never again. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. I think we've talked about it more than one show. Well, not, not me uh, necessarily, no. but when Robin was here. I, I, do you do you think this gonna do you think it's gonna keep up this exodus to Mastodon? I, I honestly I, I'm getting the vibe that it's the WhatsApp all over again. It's a bit of a storm in a teacup. Honestly, I do. I, I do think it's a storm in a teacup, and I think all these people who proudly proclaim on Twitter, "I'm leaving, I'm out of here," mm. I kind of imagine that they'll just be back in a couple of days, and they're not really going anywhere. Because they'll get to Mastodon and realise, yeah, it's not really for me. The thing is, it's a different beast. It's not the same thing. You know, it's not another Twitter. And like we were saying yesterday, I mean, I know, although I will say, Gordon did have me interested yesterday when he was talking about it from his experience. Um, You know, I kind of like this approach where you've got the local, you know, friends you know, people you, you, you know, in your circle, and in that sort of broader, wider, you know, stepping outside the bubble for a little while and, and talking to other people. But you're still within a bubble. You're still within a circle. You're not, it's not a social network in the same way. No, no, it isn't. So if, you, if you're going there to look for that, and a lot of people, especially a lot of disabled people I see online, a lot of community activists or advocates or whatever title you want to give yourself, um, I think a lot of those people are looking for the same experience and they kind of know that that's not what mastodon is and and also yeah i, I, mean, I also kind be. of yeah but i also kind of get a bit annoyed at this idea especially people who are leaving i think well hang on a minute you know this this doesn't bode well 
for anybody if we just decide en masse to just leave the platform. Ethical reasons and all that, you know, it's like, yeah, but hang on a minute. You know, wouldn't it be better to actually stay? I mean, if we all just go, then, yeah, Twitter goes and accessibility goes to Is that what you're saying? Say what? Fight the machine from the inside. That's what you're saying. Fight the Um, power. Well, I'd rather be in the tent um, doing my business as opposed to outside the tent (laughs) doing my business in. Yes, we'd all rather you're in the tent doing your business than outside. Uh, Yeah. To be honest, I, I do kind of get it though because some of the the, the 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 moves and some of the tweets that elon is doing do cause me concern so oh come on yeah, no it can't. doesn't who cares no, oh, does it matter? Who, no 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 yes it does matter it does matter because i am so sick if you say words are violence i'm cutting you off no words aren't violence at all but i tell you what is that the, 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 the passing off a story in in it, it, dishonesty and being dis disgenuous is that a word I don't know what it is. Disingenuous? Maybe that's what you're going for. Being disingenuous. You're me to help you with English. Yes, I know. (laughs) Where Where are we we here? How have we got (laughs) here? looking glass now. Being disingenuous and being dishonest when you're tweeting uh, an article or... I'm so sick and tired of it. Uh, Out of context um, statements and articles. It's terrible. And it does have an impact. It makes us all dumber. And uh, I can see well, people wanting to leave because it only makes just you you're sick of it. It only makes you dumber, I think, if you believe it and you buy into every single thing he says. I mean, if you if you are willing to just go for it and just believe anything that anybody tells you online because I read it on Twitter, so therefore it must be true. Then, yeah, actually, in that case, it's not making you dumber. You're already dumb. So, you know, I wouldn't worry Oof. too much about that. I don't think we are in that position. I certainly I don't feel that way. I can look at a tweet like that. And you right away, as soon as I saw that tweet from him, I thought, and you're talking, of course, about the one about Nancy Pelosi's husband. Nancy Pelosi's husband, yeah. I mean, because apparently he was gay because he was in his underpants. Because, of course, it wasn't, what was it, you know, three o'clock in the morning or something, you know. Oh, and it's a gay community. Because we're all generally walking around in top hat and tails at that time. (laughs) No one in the gated community, no one could get in a gated community. It's impossible, you know. Someone sat on the Queen's bed for a Mm -hmm. night when they broke into Buckingham Palace with an army. Anyway, let's yeah. not get into that. The point, the point is, I get if it doesn't make you dumber, you're, you're right. Actually, but I just get tired of well, it. It's like I've said to you before, though, Sean. It's about personal responsibility. We have to stop this thing. The, the biggest issue for me that the Twitter and and actually social media generally has seemed to create is a bunch of people who just are, are forever victims to everything. And they ha- it appears as if they have absolutely no control over their own lives, which is rubbish. You do have control over your own lives. Yes, some of us have more choices than others. Some of us get on better in life than others. That's the way life is. But equally, if you don't put your shoulder to the wheel and do something, you will get nowhere. That's a fact. So when it comes to being on Twitter and getting information, if you just believe anything they serve you up, then that's on you. That's not on Elon Musk. If you're daft enough to believe that whatever he spouts, then fine. But it doesn't make me any dumber. And at the end of the day, you know, Twitter's a bigger place than that. I'm not going to Twitter to listen to the musings uh, of Elon Musk. Uh, That's uh, not what I'm uh, interested uh, in. Uh, it used to be a bigger... Now it's Elon's private play thing. I think that's the difference. This is Elon's thing. And if you are sick of Elon doing this sort of thing, then you should leave, right? Why would you support him? Um, uh, yeah. why stay, I mean, look, why, why are you fighting you, from the inside? It I depends think. what you think about support, right? I mean, I, I, I don't think being on a platform is supporting the platform. I think it's using a platform. You know, if someone said to me, um, you know, well, I use an iPad or an iPhone or whatever, and someone said, well, th- that means you're supporting the mistreatment of workers in other countries who are perhaps not working for great pay, who are working in terrible conditions. I'd be like, no, I'm just buying an iPhone. Right, that's not me supporting this this industry. I I, I can't do anything about that industry. All right, I can't do anything about well, it. But could. I do want you to have an iPhone. You could boycott the products. Yeah, but then I want an iPhone. What's the point no. in that? <laughs> well, then you're putting your personal selfish needs in front of the well-being Absolutely. of workers. Absolutely, personal responsibility, and I take ownership of it. I don't care because it's my choice. Of course, I care about people, and I care about their working in that. But not enough that to stuff. go without an iPhone. But what? But unless I run the company, there is nothing I can do about it. If I stop buying an iPhone tomorrow, nothing changes. If well, I leave with, Twitter not with tomorrow, that attitude. 
Well, but it doesn't. But okay, so I leave Twitter tomorrow, right? Does that change anything? Does Elon Musk go, well, hang on a minute, Stephen Scott's left Twitter. Oh, well, in that case, then I better change my yes, ways. If everyone thinks that, then no one leaves and nothing changes. If no one takes that first step, you could be like Spartacus. I am Stephen Scott. I have left Twitter and then the hordes will follow. Maybe. Well, that's not going to happen. Fair and, enough. I, I, and I actually think it, it does our community a great disservice there are a lot of people who are just not able to not willing to and frankly you know i see a few tweets from people the other day and they're like you know this, this whole talk of mastodon is just going way over their heads servers and connecting to this and you know you've got to make sure you get on the right one or else you know you're doomed forever and it, i think a lot of people are just put off by that and they're not looking to go anywhere else and i don't think at this point there is a genuine reason to i think it is a storm in a teacup because as far as my feed is concerned and, you know, I'm not particularly popular on there. It's a bit like life in general. But, you know, I, I'm okay with that. But I haven't seen anything massively different. And this is this is the point I've been trying to make for, at least since Elon Musk announced he was interested in taking on Twitter and everyone thought that was it, the whole thing would collapse. I haven't really seen anything different. I've seen the same level of discourse, the same level of attitude. And I think that some people are trying to almost make Elon Musk personally responsible for all of the ills of social media. I don't think it's the case. I think that there has been so many issues. Mm. I think we forget that. And you know what else makes me laugh? And I don't know if I said this the other day, but go on. when Facebook came out with Facebook about the whole Cambridge Analytica scandal and that they were selling data, people were all the same, writing their screeds of, I'm going to leave, and ethical reasons, yada, 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 keyboard warrior rubbish. And then five minutes later, they're all back. And the same is true on Twitter. I don't believe people who say, I am out of here, I'm gone. And you know what, see if you are, just go. I'm so oh. sick of hearing these people on Twitter. Oh. I'm leaving Twitter. I've had enough. I'm going. No, no, I'm, I'm not staying. I'm um, not. I, I'm going. Right, just oh, go then. Somebody care. Shh. Now calm down, Stephen. Um, yeah. I can't look. We're going to have a nice little chat today. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, as I said, I think uh, there's nothing yet that I've I've felt I've seen a change. Like you, my feed hasn't really changed. Until that changes, then, yeah, I'm not running anywhere at the moment. That's not to say we shouldn't look at Mastodon anyway, right? This is Well, that's, a, that's exactly it. And I think that's, it's worth, I think it's worth looking at anyway. And, and it's funny, I must, I must admit, I'd love to talk to somebody. And, and if you're one of these people, I'd love to get you on the show. Someone who's perhaps been on Mastodon for a long time and is just laughing your head off. All of us, you know, kind of just turning up. Scrabbling it's, around. It, it's just it's like a zombie apocalypse, you know. It's just like all these people just turn <laughs> up. Help! I need help! What is this place? I don't like it. Um, and, and, you know, it's just like we've been here for years. Get lost. Um, but it is interesting because the one thing I found... Uh, and I was playing with it a little bit before we started here. Was um, trying to get Mastodon up and running. No, I'm I'm not entirely convinced I'm on the right server because this this these people I'm around. I'm very nervous to even speak to them because they they, they are so geeky that I oh. feel I will be deleted. Actually, maybe that's the solution because I I think they can block you and get rid of you, can't they? So I could just say something <laughs> like, "Ah, oh, you're all a bunch of idiots," and then you know I'll be blocked and deleted. And Stephen's be the got the first hate toot on uh, Mastodon. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'll be the get first hate tweeted. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that could that could work well. Um, but yeah, so once I get onto the right server, I'm going to to, to uh, try this out a little bit more. And uh, the one place or the one client that I'm looking at is Tweezcake, because I didn't realise this, but Tweezcake has support for Twitter, Telegram, that's still a thing, and yep. Mastodon. So you can access Ooh. it on Windows. And PC, they have three versions available of the download. You can get it for Windows, you can get it for the Intel Mac, or the M1 Mac. Um, nice. <laughs> I didn't mean to be quite as disparaging to my old Intel Mac, but I wouldn't touch you again if I was on fire. <laughs> um, so, ah, oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, that that is an option that you might want to go and check. I did out. not know that. That is really cool, especially as uh, the the Telegram um, app isn't that great on ios it's much better on android oh interesting well yeah. the, this is one of the yeah it's one of these examples isn't it where the, and it's not the only one where you know the android version is better than the ios version how are you finding ios at the minute generally hmm. with accessibility with 16 because i've i've noticed a few 
clangers along the way that I've thought a few showstoppers. Just I, really, showstoppers. No, yeah, I just... find I find Siri to be really terrible at the minute. Oh, it's dreadful. I mean, yeah. almost to the point where I just don't even bother. Uh, it's it's pointless. Um, but other than that, no, I haven't found anything really terrible. Really, I mean, I've noticed it, it not speaking sometimes. I've noticed sometimes when I go, um, I said the most. Well, it might be. I don't know, but I know that when I'm sometimes coming, you know, in, you know, open up the the phone or whatever, and it will not respond at all, nothing, and I have to turn the phone off, not not completely off, just turn it off at the side, you know, turn it back on, and then do that a couple of times, and then it will come back to life, and the swipe Ooh. up from the bottom, nothing, absolutely nothing at all, and I, I eventually get. I, I did have that the other day. I could not unlock the, the, the screen using the swipe up to go home. Would not recognize it. Yeah. Um, I had to, yeah, I had to lock the screen, you know, using the side button and stuff. Really weird. Yeah, I have noticed that. Also, I was on the phone yesterday, I noticed, and I heard voiceover say satellite SOS. Oh. No, I thought that was a feature of the iPhone 14. I'm using an iPhone 12 mini here. Right. Yeah. Voiceover definitely said because I was trying to get it to repeat it because you know if you if you're on a call and you go to the home screen or another app, then the call goes up to the status bar at the top. Yeah. Top left corner. So the the phone call was up there. So I went back to it, and as I double tapped on the you know call in progress thing at the status bar, it came back up and it said satellite SOS, but I couldn't find it anywhere on the screen. So that's odd. Does that mean every phone could do a satellite SOS text? No, surely not. No, it can't be. It needs special hardware, but it's definitely saying it in voiceover. And why would it be saying it? Where, I mean, you weren't in the wilds of California's no, well, mountains, Well, I was in my shed, so perhaps it was worried for me. Oh, well, I, fairness, I, I did try and get a signal in there once, and it was quite difficult. So, yes, <laughs> it's just like being in the Appalachian Mountains, yes. <laughs> He's lost in Greater Manchester. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, it's just I, I haven't... Uh, not a huge amount of issues, but just certainly noticed it to be a bit more rocky at this point. I mean, uh, hopefully these issues will be fixed, but um, it, a bit it's more been rocky than what? I mean, it's, I, well, I, previous, for the longest I mean, time, iOS has been a little bit. The notifications yeah, have been dodgy for as long as I can remember. The mail app hasn't been great for a long time. I must have about 50 drafts in progress because I can't delete them for some reason. Um, yeah, it, it's always been a little bit, mm, but nothing that makes me go, yeah, I need to. Uh, I need to ditch my iPhone because it's oh, I mean, great. Well, I think that's <laughs> that's not going to happen anytime soon, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. However, in saying all that, there is something I've been playing with and um, toying toying with this idea. Toying, toying. Um, that's an, that's another thing in Mastodon. I think that's if you're you don't want <laughs> to throw a tweet. If you want to throw a tweet at someone, you toying. <laughs> uh, that's not a thing, um, but it should be. Come on, Mastodon people. You're all geeks. Figure <laughs> Make out. Make it so. Um, so <laughs> maybe this is it. Maybe I've got a new crowd on Mastodon. Maybe all these people, they can become my people to go and make you know, make this happen. Come Please, on, geeks. Stop, stop trying to be president of your I, server I be, already. I want to be the president of my server. You I want to be called Mr. You, president. You hate them all. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Complete, what are we talking about? What are you been talking about? knowledge <laughs> ruling over the top of them. What does that sound like? Um, I still uh, like my comment from yesterday or the other day when I was referred to the mini musks, the people who are running these little Mastodon servers. I, I think that's what we should call oh, them. the mini, mini musks. A, that's actually very good. Yeah, that's what we should call them, those people. Well I'm sure I'm they'll shocked. absolutely love it. Is, will that get me kicked <laughs> off the Mastodon server? I hope so. Excellent. I'll try it today if I can figure out how to get back on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've probably been deleted already. Um, but yeah, so... Toying with... with Toying with the idea of, right, okay, what would a world be like if I wasn't using iMessage and FaceTime? Two of the biggest reasons I'm attached, it feels, mm. to my Mac and to my iPhone. Now, there's a lot, there's other reasons as well. There's my video editing software, Final Cut, or iMovie, which is very good, very accessible, accessible enough for me to make videos without, you know, you know with voiceover and all the rest. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm talking basic edits here. We're not really getting into anything too detailed. But, you know, the more you play with these things, the more you can do. But, um, yeah, okay, so Final Cut for video, iMessage for, you know, general messaging back and forward, FaceTime yes. for calls and video calls. How do I get round 
all that. If I wanted to switch to Windows and let's see Android, how could I do that? Well, uh-huh. one thing, yeah, no, I know, and like I have, I've toyed with this idea for a long time, but I've never really thought toyed. beyond toyed. Mm. Never really thought beyond that because I've thought, well, there's no way around it. Really, iMessage and FaceTime. That's it. That's the deal breaker. And then on my PC last week, and you you'll know about this because I was talking about it that I d- downloaded WhatsApp. Oh, uh, yeah, from the Microsoft Store. So good. Super accessible. Mm-hmm. And you've got video calling there, you've got calling, and you've got messaging. And everyone seems to be on WhatsApp. I mean, very few people I've met oh. who aren't, and certainly yes. all the people I'm in contact with are on it. So mm-hmm. I think, well, this is great. And I think that might be the beginnings of the way out. <laughs> this is the tunnel I am starting to dig. It's like Why? Shawshank Redemption for uh, um. messaging. Right. <laughs> that was going so well. Um, because this this WhatsApp app on PC, I will say there's a Mac version. Don't bother. I mean, it's accessible Oh, really? Why? Sadly, yeah. It's accessible. It's accessible in the way that it's, you know, you can find... I'll, I'll put it a different way. It's, it's not accessible. It's, <laughs> well, it is, but here's the thing. On a PC... You tab and you arrow and you move around the screen using various commands, right? You 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 kind of have a flat layout where you just move around the screen and you you know you kind of know that you're in a list and then you move around the list and then you move to the next button and you move to the next button and you move to the next button through tab or arrow or whatever. You you that's the structure you're used to. Yeah. On a Mac, you're used to an interaction model. So you're used to moving between groups of items and yeah. then interacting with those groups to get to individual items. The problem with the WhatsApp app is it kind of lives on a flat structure which makes using it with voiceover a little bit weird because that's not how you would generally use an app. It's kind of as if it just needs to group the items together, group, for example, the chat list or the messages or, you know, the buttons. And it does have like strange groups of buttons all over the place, but, you know, for no real reason, really. And Uh, I think it's just the structure. Clearly, they've not involved, you know, anybody in accessibility in the making of this app because it's not the most accessible. It could be, though. so therefore, the flat structure works, I think, better with Windows. And um, yeah, I'm loving it. I, I love the fact that it is so easy to use. I'm going to do a demo for you. I will do a demo on the show. I've got a, a list of demos I'm working on at the minute. Um, I'll talk about another one in a minute. But yeah, the, I've got to say that is particularly exciting for me. Now, I'm not saying for a second that that means I'm going to ditch my Mac tomorrow. But it does mean that if I was thinking about it, because I do love the PC, I'm not going to lie, I do love using the PC. I've been using it for my audio editing again with Audacity, and it is just a delight. Yes. Um, I know where I am. I don't have to ever turn the screen on. I don't ever have to try and peer at something because I can just audibly know where I am using Jaws. Well, I'm using Jaws. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're the same with NVDA. And I'm in Narrator, well, look, it's so early days with Narrator. There's not enough people using it, I don't think. And if they are, they're not using it uh, or telling us about it. You know, that that's the truth of it. I think there's just not I think people are using it, but I think that they're using it for either very basic tasks. Yes. Um, and therefore they're not ready to come out and talk about that. Um, I think most people are probably on NVDA, even those people who are doing the basics, because they've they realize they can just get a slightly better, more Jaws like experience with NVDA and it's completely free. Um I still I'm using find it with Jaws. I find some inconsistency still with narrator. Sometimes when I open something, it'll go automatically into scan mode. Sometimes it won't. But even yeah. if it says it's in scan mode, sometimes it's not actually in scan mode. I just find sometimes it doesn't, it acts odd. It behaves oddly. So, yeah, I still stick with NVDA. Uh, I mean, it, as you said, for basic though, absolutely fine. And I still switch to narrator when I go into Windows settings and other other areas as well. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. There, there are some places, I mean, I think, Windows settings is a great example of where narrator comes into its own. You, you can get around it with JAWS cursor, I guess, as an NVDA equivalent, um, but it's not—it's not as easy. You know, you, you do find you're, you're kind of hitting the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what it's doing is it's moving between blocks of text rather than actually to the specific heading of text or whatever it might be. So you might be, go- or I should say, buttons. Actually, it's moving between all the different buttons or yeah. links 
within a window rather than actually on the on the static text itself. Whereas with the cursor, you can do that. And it's funny, actually, I've been trying this on the Mac as well because I've, I've one of the demos I'm working on at the minute, uh, one of the most requested demos actually, is using parallels, setting up parallels on the Mac so that you can run Windows 11. Oh. And uh, last night, I sat down to get all this done, to start, at least start the process of building the demo. Um, and I was running through everything, and it was all going really well. <laughs> and we hit the first brick wall. Uh -oh. um, I'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, but th that's the demo I'm working on at the minute. And one thing that one of the things I decided to do just to try to see if it would solve my problem was to uh, have it so that the voiceover cursor, um, oh, sorry, the mouse cursor, I should say, uh, follows the voiceover cursor. I don't know if there's any value to this. I don't know if it makes any difference. Oh, yeah. But essentially, like, now I have. Objects. Well, I've got a dancing cursor now. It just bounces all over the screen. Yeah. Um, but you but don't, I don't care. Well, I don't care, but I don't know if it makes any difference to the focus, to... Does it do anything different? Does it make any difference at no, all? No, no, I don't think so. It just means that the mouse cursor is always where you think it is. So if you're on an icon in the... Well, I don't know what they call it now, the extra menu bar. Status menus. Is that what they call it now? Yeah. If you're on, on there, then yeah. you, you know the mouse pointer. So you could do a left or right click on there if you wanted to, right? Well, that's good to know. Yes, yeah, so it is kind of added added value if you need it, right? I can't remember that what was... it is. Is it VO with comma and full stop, is it, for the mouse clicks? Um, I can't remember. It's been that long. I think you're right, yeah. I must have, I don't use left right click very often, but yeah. Uh, but the good thing is VOH is the answer to everything if you're stuck. Of course, yes. <laughs> just going to Ask help. VOH, yes. Usually I just check it in there. But um yeah, it's been an interesting one. Look, we're going to take a short break. I'll come back and tell you a bit more about this because my experience of just the demo itself, trying to get it together, has been interesting. Stick around. I'll tell you about my challenges, shall we say, next on Double Tap. Send us your feedback to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Leave us a voicemail at one 803 4567 You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. You're listening to Double Tap on AMI-audio and on podcast. Thank you so much for uh, downloading this, for listening to this, for uh, giving us your ears for the hour. Uh, remember, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, you'll be able to listen to it without uh, any of the ads around about it. Uh, that means you can listen to it more efficiently, therefore saving you electricity. Oh, and that's a well fact, done. Sean Priest. Yes, in fact, we're saving you money. Well we're done. Saving Subscribe the to the podcast. Yeah, we're doing. You care a bit. about the earth. <laughs> you care about the earth. You'll listen. No, hang on, that doesn't work, does it? Mister F will not be happy when I say that. No, God no, bless go you, back. Mr. F. Previous previous idea. Back to AMI audio. Screw the electricity. Just pay oh, your oh, bills. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes. Don't be tight. Um, okay, so I've been having Weirdest a weirdest start to a segment ever. Well done. <laughs> I, and that's saying something for this show, right? <laughs> um. So I've been having the fun of setting up uh, parallels on my MacBook Pro. Yes, uh, which Windows means you need to use the VOCR thing, doesn't it? It does, and that's right. the joy uh, of of this. So if you don't know what VOCR is, it is essentially the you know that scan cursor that you were talking about, and on Windows or the the JAWS PC cursor, which yes. often we yeah. use. Um, if you just can't navigate around something, if you just can't find the bit of of text you're looking for, or whatever it is, or it's just not reading the screen. Um, the parallel setup process, the, the actual application setup is fine. The problem, that's all accessible. You can get in through, you know, and, and really without any problems, you can install that. The problem comes with when you actually have to download Windows itself. Once that window appears where it says, right, it's time to download and install Windows, and that's one of the reasons why I chose Parallels for this demo and also the one I prefer, is because it does go off and download Windows for you. You choose the edition you want. You make sure, obviously, you have your license key handy, and then you can go off and download it. It will let you install it, and it will let you install the the product key later. You don't have to do that right away. Yes, but it is important that you, um, you know, you have that key because you have to register the software. So you choose your version, and then it downloads the software, and away you go. But that process is not accessible because the screen is is. I don't know what what goes on there, and I don't know the technical jargon mm. behind it, but basically the, the screen cannot be read by a screen reader, or at least voiceover. Ridiculous. So 
Uh, well, it is. It's just nonsense. So the way round that, and it's thanks to the wonderful people of the internet um, who came up with this little application called VOCR. Yes, well done, people of the internet. Well done, people of the internet. Whoever Send the you are. the on Mastodon. You're all terrible people. <laughs> and you must stop whatever you're doing immediately. <laughs> Geniuses. Unless well you're done. making it better for us. Um, so... Yeah, basically VOCR was developed, and it kind of, from my understanding of this, there's a feature that that Apple, obviously Apple, in order for applications to be created, they have to sort of dish out all these different kits that developers can use, tools essentially that developers can use to create applications, and one of them is called Vision Kit, and it allows you to use machine learning to do all kinds of fancy stuff, and this is what VOCRs come out of. It it essentially turns... um, it gives you the OCR capability. Now, OCR, most of us know OCR, optical character recognition. Um, we think of it in terms of scanning. So you put a piece of paper on a scanner, and then you would scan that, and then the computer would turn that text into editable text on your screen. It's the same thing, but this time it's instead of putting a piece of paper on a scanner, this is actually scanning the screen itself or the window or whatever it is that you want to um you to scan. Sort of make it accessible, yeah, yeah, and 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 it makes it actionable, and that's the key. So what you do is you uh, go through the process with VOCR. You you have to install it, um, and they do say it comes at its own risk. You know, this is third party, so you're taking your own risk by doing this. But you know, it's in my view fine. Um, if anything happens to your computer, I have no care, or <laughs> I will I will be the first person to denounce them. I. I <laughs> <laughs> if anything goes wrong with my computer, I'll throw them all under the bus. Yes. But so far, so good. Uh, it is working really well for me. And um, it's really simple to use, right? Because what you do is once it's installed, you use Command, Control, Shift, and W. Easy. I had to get that into my head a few times. But yes, Command, <laughs> Control, Shift, and W. And that basically takes a scan of the window that's in view. And in this case, it's the Parallels window. And then once you've done that, it will say, finished. You'll hear a little, and then it says, finished. Uh, you get sound effects in the show as well for free. I missed and, that. Um, what was the sound effect? It was silent to me. Oh, really? Yeah, it's silent to you. That's your hearing. Oh, sorry, sorry, I am old. Um, and then Do it again. No, and then you uh, use See? command and control, and then up and down or left and right arrow to navigate around the screen, and that's you kind of navigating the cursor. So you're actually moving it around the screen, and it will read out everything, and it'll get you to the button that you need, which is install Windows. It's amazing. Uh, or choose edition or whatever. And it's great. Now, one thing I'll say, because I was ha- this is my problem yesterday. So I get, I, I'm going through the demo and I'm, I'm talking you through it. And I'm explaining it all and I'm recording all this and it's all going really well. And then I get to the button and I do VO space, which is what you do to action something. Yeah. VO space is, is like the magic tab, right? Or whatever. It's the, it's the double tap or whatever you want to call it. Um, nothing. Didn't work at all. Uh, and I'm thinking, right, okay. So then I'm thinking, is it to do with the voiceover cursor and the mouse cursor not being in the same place? And that's why I made that uh, setting change okay. to try and kind of bring them together. Maybe that's the issue. So did that. Still nothing. Didn't work. So I put it out to my good friends of the internet mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, Elon didn't respond, but no. other people did. And uh, I was probably blocked by some people as well. And, and trolls by Elon. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, usually, and, uh, yeah exactly. Um but uh, yeah, everybody kept saying, "Well, it works for me, and it should be all right." And it's okay, <laughs> yeah, Stephen, you're an idiot. It's your I'm fault. an idiot. Yeah, usual. <laughs> and then someone, I think your name was Brooke, came on and said, "Try VO Shift Space." That's a new Uh-oh. one on me. Oh, so I tried great. it, and it worked. Wow. Okay. Why? I don't know. I don't even know what that does. Is that a, okay? Is that a different kind of select? I, I've never heard of it. If you know. Email us, let us know. VO shift space. So VO shift unless unless that's some kind of like grab everything on the screen and point it at this button. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Whatever, just just grab anything that's pointing elsewhere and point it at this and then click it. Um I don't know. Maybe I don't think it's a VOCR specific thing because it refers to VO space as well, not shift space. So unless I've missed something and it's more than likely or there's a reason why this works this way, um, that's the answer. So if you're using VOCR and you're having the same problem, that would be it. But that gets you through the process of setting up parallels. And I will go through this demo for you. Um, I'll get back to recording it this week. 
and uh, we'll maybe try and get that out on Friday for you because I think Excellent. a lot of people want to hear it. A lot of people want to know how this yeah, works. Yeah, I'm really interested. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm more interested in the VOCR because that sounds, I just don't understand. I can understand it, you know, recognising the text that's on the screen. I totally get that. But how it knows where those are actionable buttons or whatever blows my mind. It's amazing. It's probably the best thing to happen to voiceover in a long time since eloquence but actually even better <laughs> than eloquence and it's something that i kind of hope that apple well i won't say steal but i would like them to you know yeah, yeah. give, give some cash to, to the, the people that made this get in touch with the guys there's like three of them on there who've developed this at least that's from, from what i'm reading from the github website um you know give these guys a lot of money and just yeah. take this feature please and put it into voiceover because th it needs it that actually this would be it would solve so many problems for people um well isn't it basically boom. what screen recognition should be uh arguably yes mm. yes yeah oh, i'll leave that arguably, alone yes. okay um right look, let's get some feedback in because as you know we get lots and lots of feedback and uh, i want to start with um camille savoir who got in touch with us i love saying Amazing name. Camille. camille savoir savoir Savoir. I don't sound very French sounding when I say no, that. I do apologize. Um, but uh, yes, here's Camille. And uh, well, he's not happy with Mark. No. I have some bad news. Mark Aflalo told us at the end of Saturday's podcast that Shaun of the Shed is available from the AMI Audio exclusive podcast. Well, that was the case. But since Shaun of the Shed is such a popular podcast, it is now a standalone podcast. If it had not been for Greg David from AMI, I would never have known. And that would have been a very sad thing. And for that, I am blaming Stephen Scott, since he is the one in charge of the Double Tap <laughs> podcast show. Hang on, what? On a different topic, Mark, <laughs> if you want to avoid watching commercials during one of my favourite shows, that is NCIS, get yourself a PVR. So there you have it. Camille from Saskatchewan. Oh, Camille from, where, where is he from? Uh, Camille is from uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, I think you're right. In, in uh, Savar. Yeah, it was, it was nice having you, Camille. I know you're leaving us now. Sorry, Camille. <laughs> I like it. It was your fault. Was Why is great. it my fault? How is it my fault that your podcast isn't being promoted well, by someone else? Basically, you're the head of of, of everything. So, uh, yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's to your me. fault. Well done. I'm the head of nothing. I'm not even the head of anything in my own house. In the, in, in the list, in, in my home, <laughs> I have my, my beautiful wife and my two dogs, right? And in there, I'm fourth. Yeah, well, I did notice the uh, the birthday party you had for your your Dougal dog. <laughs> More presents than I've ever got on my birthday. Let's put it that way. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay, and actually, on that point, not that I'm bitter about it, yes. but my wife says to me, uh, we're going to have a big birthday party for Dougal dog. Really excited about it. When Christmas comes, really looking forward to having Christmas with the dogs. We've got lots of presents. <laughs> stuff sort of. I was like, okay, cool. And she says, and I know your birthday's coming up, um, but just to let you know, that night I'm going to be away from my Christmas party at work. So um, dinner will be in the fridge. <laughs> Enjoy the beans on toast. Happy right. birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> on your own. Uh, so yeah, that's that. I'm telling you, I'm fourth in the list. I'm probably even, I'm probably even beyond that. There's probably yeah. something, there's probably a mop somewhere that probably sits <laughs> fourth in the list. Beautiful. Um, Okay, let's get another uh, message. This one is from Negative Julian. I do enjoy an email from Negative Sit Julian. Back. Strap in. Yes, get yep. your coffee ready. Hello, chaps. I was just listening to a phone call from Biggles. The advice that you gave him was okay as far as it went, but I'm uh -oh. sorry to say you're both so embedded in tech that you failed to spot the obvious. In order to access the good deals that you mentioned, it is necessary to access the internet. Biggles clearly stated that he does not have equipment to do so. He is caught in a classic Catch-22 situation. He can try getting onto the internet at a local library if he has one, but it is very likely that the staff will have no experience with magnifiers or screen readers, and since he does not already have the equipment, Biggles himself will not have the skills. Additionally, my understanding is that most libraries are extremely reluctant to let anyone make purchases via their equipment. Entirely understandable. His best option is probably to approach his local blind charity if he has one. Stephen, I feel the need to apologise. Some of my emails sound like I'm having a go at you personally. That has never been my intention. If companies send you stuff, lucky old you. And of course, you have the right to spend your own money on whatever you want. Sorry if this has ever sounded otherwise. 
Boo. I felt the need to get that off my chest because the next bit might sound like I'm doing it again. Hooray! Biggles, (laughs) don't let all that warbling on about expensive equipment get you down. The first thing to realise is that Stephen and Sean are not average blind guys. How can they be? Firstly, there is no such thing as an average blind person. Every one of us is different. Secondly, everyone associated with the programme is on the extreme end of tech enthusiasm, saturated in it in a way that you and I will never be. Practically, by definition, they have to be in order to do the job they do. So when Stephen is rattling on about the ridiculous amount of money he has just wasted on some pointless piece of crap, just let it wash past you. (laughs) I can hear Stephen and Sean protesting that they are representative blind folk, probably with Mark cheering them on in the background. Really, guys, do not fret about it. We need you standing up and shouting for us all, but if you want me to justify the comment, just ask. How many blind people are employed in the first place? How many will ever edit an audio file or have the slightest inclination to own a mixing desk or high-end microphone? How many will ever be part of a Teams meeting or even a Zoom call? At the dark end of the blindness spectrum, who cares less whether or not there is an image on the screen that we cannot even see? As for worrying about the quality of the camera showing your handsome features in your spanking new video studio, really? You are pulling our legs, aren't you? I told you it would seem like criticism. It's not. I just make the point that for many of your audience, much of what you say is just Muzak. We should let it wash over us until you come to an interesting bit. Biggles, (laughs) one last thought. If it is a question of affording just one extra device, for me personally, it would be a smartphone. That is what will deliver most bang for your buck. Do not believe all the implied suggestions that it has to cost a fortune. Yes, you will get a few extra features the more you spend, although not as many more as you might think. And yes, research in advance will spare regrets later. But there really are bargains to be had out there. As an example, I am currently using a Motorola G30. It is a couple of years old and cost well under $200. I swear to you that day by day, it does all the things that I need it to do. It makes my life better. Regards, Negative Julian. Oh, thank you, Negative Julian. I don't take offence to any of that stuff. I think that's, from my point of view, I think that's all actually very fair. His emails are so well written. He could call me all the names under the sun. It's it's gorgeous. Well done. Um, Yeah, hard to argue against anything of that. I will say, though, I find lots of people are into um, audio editing, or at least audio production in the blind community. I find lots of people are interested in it. Mixers cost nothing. Next to nothing. Um, it's just if you've got a computer or not. But um, yeah, I find I get the unemployment rate. Absolutely, of course. But I do find a lot of people are into podcasting. Well, I would even maybe it wouldn't. That wouldn't be my first point to pick up on. I think what I would say is that he makes the reference to people being on Teams meetings and how many people are going to be on a Teams meeting. I'd be, probably be quite surprised actually how many people are. Yeah. Um, I think about your partner. Who recently, you know, got involved with volunteering, and she's wanting to set up. You know, she has to go through these teams meetings to get on. You know, to to these things. That's to, right. To be part of it. Yeah. Um. You know, through the pandemic, it, you know, Zoom was maybe one of the only ways people could communicate. I know a story of a woman. I I didn't know her personally, but it was an, an organisation who we interviewed uh, during the pandemic, and she was in her eighties, quite late eighties, I believe, and she'd contacted this local charity, and said. I am at a complete loss. I have nobody, no one around. I am not technically savvy at all. I have got no way of communicating beyond picking up this landline phone and talking to you. And she said, I only got you because of, you know, director inquiries. And she said, I'm I'm stuck. And and she was, if I'm honest, she was suicidal. That was what the, the person told me. She said the woman was suicidal. She just thought that was it. She, you know, this she was staring down the barrel of a year potentially at that point of being in a lockdown with totally isolated, around, yeah, completely yep. isolated with a landline phone, and that was it. And thankfully, she spoke to just the right person at the right time, who said, "I'm going to help you here." And within six months, she was on Zoom calls. She was on. Um, you know, lots of different groups, chatting to people, making friends, and lockdown felt a lot better. And it was quite an emotional story. Now, I get that your point, Julian, is more about cost than the impact. I get that. 
But I think that the barrier to entry is a lot lower than some people might want to think it is. Um, you know, I, I know we talk about high-end stuff, and I know we talk about expensive phones and all the rest, and I get that, that to, to a lot of people it's just out of their reach. But I don't think that's a reason not to talk about it. And I think you've admitted that. I think you realize that that's kind of our job is to tell you what's out there, to tell you what's possible. Um, but I do take on board that point that there are cheaper alternatives out there. There are alternatives in a lot of ways. And I, we do talk about this. It's not that we don't talk about it. I, I, I just think people maybe miss it when I talk about, you know, if you're buying a new phone, for example, a smartphone, yeah, you don't have to buy the latest and greatest. You could buy something that's a few years old. And remember, there's renewed or there's refurbished Refurbs or pre-loved. are great. great exactly. Well, it comes to a phone, right? I mean, what yep. difference does it make? And most of them, if you're buying it from, say, and I know there's probably lots of organizations that do this, um, but, you know, Amazon, for example, is the one I've seen it most on. And actually, what's great about that, and I've, because I've bought so much stuff that's refurbished from Amazon, the quality's great. I can tell. You know, it's it's really fine. They do, and they grade it now. You actually get grades. Yeah. Or you can, and, and you know, if you're certain things, for example, I think it was a Bluetooth speaker or something I was wanting. My wife was going on holiday, and she wanted a Bluetooth speaker, and I thought, well, you know, we'll just get the refurbished one. There's no point buying a brand new, spanking fresh one. And it was there was like three grades, and it was like okay grade. I mean, functionally fine, but just maybe yeah, not around. Yeah. <laughs> It was going in a suitcase to sit at the side of potentially a beach, you know, on a table. And it was like $9 versus, you know, the $40 it would cost for the new yes. one. And I'm like, well, I'll just buy that. And it worked fine. There was nothing wrong with it at all, right? And I didn't even tell her it was refurbished. She had no idea. Oh. Because you wouldn't know. You would not hand. know. That's dishonest of you. No, but that's, that was the that's point, That's disgenuous right? of you. Because it's absolutely disgenuous, yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> Um, but that's the thing. So, you know, she was she was in a position where she was, you know, completely unaware. I mean, I told her at the end of the holiday, she was like, well, I would never have known because audibly you. it was fine. Yes. <laughs> I dare you. She will smith me. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it was, um, I, I, I think that there's lots of opportunities to save money. And look, if you're in Canada, especially, remember CNIB have that fantastic phone it forward campaign. So if you are someone who doesn't have access to a phone and doesn't have the means to get a phone, then you can absolutely get in touch with the CNIB, and yep. you know the the people donate their phones, and those phones can be put forward and sent to people who need them, and that that alone is brilliant. And that that's, that's at no cost. Uh, there may be only a small cost, I guess, for the having the the contract, maybe like a SIM only contract or something, or maybe a, yeah. a pay as you go or whatever it might be, but. It's always got to be the first stop, though, isn't it? These, these organizations, CNIB or over here, the RNIB, um, whatever it may be, it, it's, it's, uh, these organizations are so important for those of us in the community that are you know, isolated like that or just don't have access to this technology, which is this so is important, the, right? This is the thing, right? Because I, I know that people often say, well, you know, I mean, who's going to be on a Teams meeting? Or who's going to use Zoom? That's not really the point. Think about all the things you do with a smartphone today. And if I said to you before you got your smartphone that you'd be able to do all those things, you'd say, but I don't need to do that. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. But now you yep. do. Yeah. I never checked my bank as much as I check my bank account because I can, right? Yep. Because I can just open up an app and I can check the balance. Before, I would have to go to a machine, put a card in, put in a PIN number, ask for a little statement to be printed out. <laughs> like a caveman. It's exactly, ridiculous. like a savage. <laughs> no, look, it's so good. Transferring money, you know, yeah. paying people. It's just so easy. And uh, for me, but, the but biggest... if I said to you, you could do all that, you'd be like, yeah, but I'm not going to do that. Why would I bother with that? Yeah, why do I care? Yeah. yeah. And that's the point. So it's more about what it can enable you to do. That's the point. It's not about necessarily that, well, you know, I never use Teams, so therefore I'll never need a, a, a device that can enable it to happen. You don't know that. You honestly don't know. And if you don't have the technology, you certainly will never have the opportunity to do it. And that's what growth is about. It's personal growth is about getting the access to something to enable you to learn and grow. And that's what we try and showcase here. I'm not suggesting to anybody, and I do not suggest that you buy anything at all. This is not a show that sells you anything. That's not what this show is about. This show is set up purely to tell you from our perspectives and this is the key point here, guys, from our perspectives, 
what's out there, what's going on. That's why we talk about the studios. That's why we talk about this stuff. And yeah, it might not interest you directly, but it does interest other people because we get the emails to prove it. We get people who say, yeah, do you know what? I actually was looking for a new microphone and that was a really interesting conversation. Or yeah, do you know what? As a blind person, yeah, I do like taking pictures. And I would like to know what kind of cameras are good for that. You know, I think it's important we talk about those things. If we if we start to to just shrink it down to, you know, cost and, you know, make it as cheap as possible and, you know, only talk about that, then we'll, we'll be talking about, you know, nothing, frankly, because we can't talk yes. about any of the specialist stuff. We can't talk about any of the – and let's be honest, when you talk about specialists, the cost just goes way above, which is why when I started this show, I said it's all about mainstream. Yes, we'll talk about specialist stuff, but mainstream's more achievable financially. That was my point in setting up this show in the first place. And I admit that we do tend to talk about the the other end of the spectrum. We are, I think I am. I don't know if you, I would say you are. I don't think that's so fair to say that you are on the, no, the extreme edge. I want to be. Mark and I definitely are, right? And it's because of the kind of job we do and the kind of thing we do, right? And and that's that's fine. But And I, I would certainly not argue that point, Julian. I think that is a very fair point. Uh, we're not average, whatever that is. Um, but equally, we are. Because I'm still learning a lot of stuff along the way. I'm still figuring out a lot of things along the way. And, you know, like I'm suggesting you today, you know, go and download the WhatsApp app because it's absolutely brilliant on the PC. If you've got a PC, you download this free. There you go. You know, yeah. th there's a freebie for you. Um, it's not, I, I think let's just not get fixated on money. You know, I think that would that would be dangerous if we started be just making the show all about that, which I know you're not suggesting, Julian, but I do appreciate the email. I love your emails and I appreciate all the feedback. I don't care if it's negative. I really don't care. Because actually, if I'm honest, I said this on Twitter because Billy B uh, had replied to one of my messages um, following yesterday's show when I was saying, um, kind of, I was I was joking, but I don't think it came across that I was saying, you know, I get a lot of hostility on Twitter. I don't. I get actually really uh, good constructive feedback. So you've been upsetting people again. I'm always upsetting people, it would appear. But no, I don't think I am. I think, you know, I, I like a good conversation, and we're very lucky to have an intelligent audience that can have a conversation. Um, no, so. they're more intelligent than me. That's the trouble. Well, that's, yeah. Negative that, Julian, for example. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. That's more out of time for today. Um, we're back tomorrow with lots more. Keep your feedback coming. Uh, details coming up. But, uh, Sean, as always, thank you. Thank you. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.